0: Hey lady, welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Mariuki, leadership coach, career queen, twin mom, and wife. If you are ready to step into the level 2.0 version of yourself, girl, you've just found yourself a cheering squad that will help you do just that and even more. From one career woman to another who navigated the challenges of being a Black woman in a profession that lacked diversity with no rule book to help me figure out the keys to climbing the corporate ladder. I am on a mission to change this scene for good. In the last few years of my tenure career, I not only overcame the challenges that held me back from the mid-level career slump I found myself in, but unlocked the doors to land big promotions in my career, become a director at just the age of 32 in the largest global audit firm, get my confidence game on and become a trusted leader. If you are ready to shake off the self-doubt that's been holding you back, uncover your value, get seen, promoted, and paid like the leader you deserve to be without more degrees, qualifications, or inauthentic networking tactics, stay tuned because you are about to get elevated. Okay, I am popping in here really quickly to share something that I have never offered before. And it's only for my podcast listeners, so listen up really closely. This month alone, I am giving away two lucky podcast listeners the chance to get a hold of some of the world's best masterclasses. I am giving away a one-year subscription to Masterclass worth $250, Masterclass is an online subscription platform to learn from the world's best experts on practically anything related to personal growth, career, mindset, and more. Some of my favorite masterclasses include Elaine Walteroth's Designing Your Career. She's the editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue. Robin Roberts, Effective and Authentic Communication. She's an anchor at GMA. Lewis Hamilton's A Winning Mindset. He's a seven-times Formula One world champion. But wait, there is more. I am also giving away one career power hour session valued at $497. This is your chance to work with me one-on-one to get your career strategy in place and secure that promotion or salary raise, whatever it is that you are currently going after in your career. All you have to do is one, leave a review of the podcast on iTunes or your podcast listening app of choice, telling us what you love about the show. And two, share your review with me on Instagram or LinkedIn or email before June 30th. And that's it. I'll be announcing the winner on the podcast and all my social media channels in June to give you enough time to leave your review and enter the giveaway. Sending you some good luck. Hi, ladies. So last week we talked about self-sabotaging behaviors that are stopping us from having that next big career goal or breakthrough, whatever that means for you, whether it's a pay raise, whether it's the next promotion, whether it's a great job opportunity out there, whatever that means for you. And today I want to dig deep into one of those self-sabotaging behaviors, imposter syndrome, but how that actually shows up for us as women, because Self-promotion or the lack thereof is stopping us from having huge breakthroughs in our careers. We are literally leaving money on the table simply because we do not make our ambitions known, simply because we do not share the insights that we have. We do not package our experience and the knowledge that we already have in a way that is attractive to the decision makers in our organizations. So enjoy this show. It's actually an IG live. Enjoy it. Let me know what your aha moments are after listening to the show. Welcome back. I am so excited for this topic because I struggled with self-promoting for the longest time, not realizing that it was actually limiting how far I could go up in the organization that I was working in and in my profession. And first of all, I want to address the misconceptions about what self-promotion is not, right? So let me give you a few scenarios. Do you find yourself struggling to interject in meetings or share a different opinion from your senior leaders? Or when you receive a compliment about your work, how do you respond Do you take the compliment, say thank you, and maybe add a bit about how you got to there? Or do you deflect the compliment and maybe say, oh, no, it was a team effort or, oh, no, but I didn't do this as well. How do you respond in those situations? Because I think a lot of us think that self-promotion is talking about yourself and just being this arrogant, proud person, you know, Just trying to talk about all the good things that you're doing when no one has really asked you to. And that's not what I am talking about when I talk about self-promotion. So think about some of the scenarios I have shared. Would you rather talk about your team's successes in a room full of strangers? Or two, would you rather share insights about your work or your expertise in a room full of strangers? Which one would you rather choose? you know, sharing your team's wins and talking about your team's collective success or two, talking about your own insights and what you know about your expertise. I actually asked the same question on Instagram stories and it was very interesting because I had a third option where it was all about none of the above. I actually don't feel comfortable talking about anyone's successes including my own. So I want to hear from you all how you feel about um, self-promotion and the self-promotion that I'm going to talk about. So my little gem shop says one and two. That's very interesting. That's quite interesting that you feel comfortable talking about the two, which is very, very good, by the way, because then you don't have that upper limit problem of, you know, getting the spotlight at work, which is required to be visible because remember Only the work that is visible is the work that gets recognized. So if you are not visible in the eyes of the decision makers and the people who hold the purse strings in your organization, then no one is ever going to know about the great things that you are doing. So when I talk about self-promotion, I am not talking about, do you talk about yourself and the great things that you have done and how good you are at what you do and all the compliments you've been receiving from people? That's not what I'm talking about when I talk about self-promotion. What I am talking about is how do you see your performance and capabilities and how do you mirror that to others? So for example, in performance reviews, how do you self-rate yourself? In meetings, how do you contribute to meetings and discussions? How do you make an impact and make sure that you are seen and heard? How do you respond to compliments and accolades at work? And I'm going to give you this story because it's so interesting, because since I have become aware of the importance of self-promoting in a way that is authentic, I have tried to become very aware of when I am or not doing it. So yesterday I did my first workout with my trainer and it's been about five months Since we had a workout, so I had an injury on my back. And so my physiotherapist recommended that I stop doing workouts. So yesterday we started again and he was just telling me how he was so amazed and proud that my fitness levels were still quite good, given that I hadn't been training for five months. And guess what my response was? I immediately responded and talked about how it was such a struggle to wake up. I hadn't woke up at 5am in a while. And I was just talking about how tired I felt and how I didn't feel like I was, you know, at the levels I was at before. And immediately he responded to me and he said, well, you shouldn't put yourself down. You should celebrate yourself for the good things that you are doing. So there were some Exercises that I was struggling with and there were some that I was doing really well and he was actually surprised that I was able to do them. Um, and so he tried to give me harder ones. And this is an example of a missed opportunity to self promote, right? Because I could have actually taken that compliment from him and said, wow, thank you so much. I actually feel good and I am excited to, you know, continue improving and I'm happy about the, progress that I have made in this workup. So thank you so much for recognizing that. But instead, what did I do? I tried to put myself down. I looked at all the things that I wasn't doing right. And how often do we do this in our corporate jobs? How often do we do this in our professions where someone is coming to say thank you or to give you a compliment for good work that you have done? And instead of accepting that compliment, what do we do instead? We talk about all the things that went wrong. We talk about all the things that we didn't like. We talk about all the mistakes that we made in the process. And we kind of take away from the compliment that that person is giving us instead of mirroring it back to that person, especially when it comes to senior leaders and people who are critical in the decision-making of how fast you progress in that organization. Another example is how often do you raise your hand when opportunities come and there are specifics about the required skill set, and maybe you don't have the full skill set. You have a few, but you don't have all the required skills that are indicated in the opportunity, whether this is a new job opportunity or whether this is a new project that has come up at work. How often do you raise your hand when you know that you don't have all the requisite skill set? in comparison to men who will apply for a job even when they have less than half of the required skill set. And studies have actually proven this to be the case. And one of the studies I was reading about today in HBR showed that 33% of men rated themselves higher than women who performed exactly the same in an assessment that they were given. So this study gave the same test to men, a group of men and a group of women. Both of these groups were fairly good performers in their organizations. And the men scored around nine out of 20, and the women scored an average of 11 out of 20. The men rated themselves at around 10 when they were asked, how do you think you did in this assessment? So the men on average, gave themselves a score of 10, even though in actuality or in reality, they had actually scored nine. And the women gave themselves a score of nine, even though in real life, they had actually scored much better at 11, even better than the men on average. And this is what I'm talking about when I talk about self-promoting. How often do you downplay your capabilities and your performance, either because... Society expects us to do it because as women, you know, we are seen as nurturing. We're seen as people who care for others as opposed to people who care for ourselves and just look out for ourselves. And there are many reasons why this might be happening. And I want to talk about some of these reasons, because I think once you become aware that you have what I call a self-promotion gap, then you get to know what triggers it. And you can start to address it because if you are not self-promoting yourself, like I said at the start of this show, then it's going to be difficult for you to be visible, be seen, and then be recognized for your capabilities. Other people can even end up taking credit for your own work if you choose to just hide behind the scenes and, you know, kind of be that backbencher. Okay, I am so excited to make this announcement to help women finally find their voice, become leaders in their field and get paid their worth. If you know you don't want to be where you are in your career 12 months from now, Design to Lead was made for you. So listen up closer. Design to Lead is my private coaching program for ambitious career women who are ready to get promoted to the next level and start making an impact while creating generational wealth. In six months' time, you could have the clarity you need to land that promotion or dream role in your career or get big pay raises that you never thought were possible. With the right strategy, bankable career plan and solid mindset to give you the confidence and kick self-doubt on the curb for good, which is what you'll get in design to lead and even more, Together we'll be celebrating your next big career goal. Head over to bit.ly forward slash design to lead to apply to work with me in this program or DM me the word elevate on any of my social media channels to find out more. Let's get your career elevated for good. Some of the reasons why this might be happening, why you have this self-promotion gap is maybe from your personal upbringing. So, a lot of us, especially black women, grew up in families where we were taught to be humble. We were taught not to speak back at, you know, older people or people in authority. We were told not to talk about ourselves. We were told just to work hard, you know, be good and you will be rewarded for it one day. Right. Um, so it could come from that upbringing and those norms that you lived with and then brought with to the corporate world, thinking that they were going to, you know, apply as well in the corporate world. And lo and behold, we know right now that they don't. It could be from what is naturally expected as women, right? So in this study that I was reading earlier today, it's kind of like a double-edged sword, because if you do self-promote, then you're seen to be the B word. I'm not going to mention it in this live, but you might be seen to be pushy, arrogant. But when a man does it, it's acceptable. Men have egos. That's what they do. So it's not socially recognized or the feminine thing to do to, you know, speak up, to talk about your accomplishments, to speak about your contributions to the overall success of whatever it is you're working towards. So There are many reasons why this could be happening, but it's important that you get that self-awareness when it is happening so that you can address it. Because if you continue to just work blindly, then you're going to continue to work hard and you're going to think that the solution to getting that promotion you've been hoping for is working even harder when that's not really the solution, especially if you're at manager level and looking to elevate your career to the next level, say executive VP, vice president, or whatever it is that you are at now that you're looking to get to that next leadership level. So, like I mentioned, I think I've mentioned this twice, and I want to keep emphasizing on this. It limits your professional advancement. While you might think it's the nice thing to do, talking about your team's accomplishments instead of talking about your contributions to the success of your team. It ends up limiting your advancement because then people aren't really seeing how you are contributing. What is your role in your team's success? And like I've mentioned already, only what is seen is recognized, right? If people don't see that you're actually contributing to the successes, the targets that your team is achieving, if that is not being clearly shown and your boss might know it, but it's important for you to have advocates elsewhere because A lot of these promotion decisions don't just happen in isolation anymore, especially if you're in an organization where performance management is being done the sort of new age way, where it's more of a collective decision as opposed to a decision by a single person. So it's important that you have other advocates in the room who are going to speak for you. And also if you, you know, maybe don't have the best relationship with your boss, that's totally okay. Find other advocates in the organization who are going to see you for the performance that you are doing. But you need to make sure that they are seeing what you are doing so that they can then speak for you when it's their time to speak up. Because they have to justify why they believe you are a high and strong performer. So that's why I want you to be so aware of when you do not self-promote because of the consequences of what it can Result in in terms of limiting how far you can go, how fast you can grow, and you reaching that next level of leadership in the organization. so how do we do this thing? How do we start to feel more comfortable to you know raise our voice in meetings to talk about our contribution to our team's successes? in a way that feels authentic and feels good and doesn't feel like we're being arrogant or just being pushy because I get it. I'm an introvert myself. And when I started to do this deliberately, I started small, but it felt uncomfortable. And I definitely didn't want to come across as arrogant because that doesn't resonate with me. It's not even in line with my values. And even just speaking out, just the act of speaking itself is not something that I am, you know, particularly comfortable with as an introvert. So I'm going to give you a few tips. And then if you want to talk about any of them, how, you know, you can apply them in practice, because it's one thing for me to share these tips. And it's another thing for you to actually practice them in real life, then definitely let me know. So the first thing you want to do is Share your success in the words of others. So how many times do you get feedback, let's say on email or in a forum and your boss isn't in the room? Share that feedback with your boss because they're not going to know about it unless you share it. And one thing I like doing and sharing with my clients is this concept of a win box. So every time I get a good compliment or a thank you, I keep them in that win box And come performance appraisal time, I share those examples so that it's very objective why I am saying I am good at doing this, because I know that clients have actually thanked me for this specific aspect of how I've been able to carry out projects or manage projects or manage whatever process it is that they are giving me a compliment for. The second thing you can do is raise your hand in meetings, literally like do this in meetings. And just for jokes, I was listening to a podcast recently and this lady was talking about what we can do differently as women to start being in the forefront. And she was saying, literally, ladies, sit in the front of the room. When you go to a conference, don't look for the seat at the far back that is closest to the back door. Go and sit in front so that people can see you. And I found that to be such practical advice. And when I started looking around, because now we're back into in-person meetings. So I had an in-person training that I was facilitating last week. And the room was very quite interestingly split half and half between male and female. And it was the finance team that we were training in this organization. And most of the women, actually none of the women were sitting in front of that room. The first two rows were literally just men. And the women were more of in the middle to the back of the room, which speaks to us not getting that spotlight and us not being seen like literally. So next time you are in a meeting, think of how you can prepare in advance so that you have something to contribute towards the meeting. Do a bit of research. If you do a specific amount of preparing for a meeting, spend an extra 10 minutes preparing even more on, you know, one or two key Powerful things you can share in the meeting that will leave people thinking, hmm, she really has some good, you know, points to share. So I want you to start getting comfortable with the concept of raising your hand and not being afraid to share opposing opinions because an opinion is an opinion. It's neither right nor wrong. It's an opinion, but just going back to our upbringing because we come from these cultures where it has been seen as incorrect to talk back to people in authority you cannot challenge your parent as a black child right we all know that but in the corporate world it's different you do need to hone your skill set but you also need to have that emotional intelligence to know when to challenge and when maybe you should back off a bit okay but start practicing it and start small start with your team meetings And start being more vocal in those team meetings. And you'll see that it will start to get and feel more comfortable as you go along. Okay. Make it about them. I love this point because a lot of times we think of self-promoting as speaking about yourself. But how can you shift it and make your efforts about how you are adding value to the organization. Or how you have helped your team leader achieve their targets. That way you are shifting the whole look at me back to how you are helping them, right? How you are being of value to them because being of value to someone else means that they want you in their squad. They want you in their corner and that makes you become more invaluable in the organization. So stop making it about you, but make it about them. Think about how you can turn it around to talk about how, You have contributed to their success, what you have done that has helped the overall organization or your team leader's specific objectives. And then say thank you when you are given an accolade. Literally, I gave you that example earlier on with my trainer about how I completely avoided his compliment when he was telling me about how my fitness level was actually not as bad as I thought it was. So start saying thank you. Don't put yourself down. Acknowledge and feel good about it. The more you do it, the more it's going to come easier to you. And one of the books I have read this year that helped me realize why this is such an upper limit problem is The Big Leap. So if you want to read about this and other upper limit problems that you might be having that you don't even realize are stopping you from achieving the next big thing or the next big goal in your life, definitely grab that book. And then give yourself a higher rating than your first estimate in performance reviews. Trust me, this has worked for me so, so many times. I can't count the number of times I have done my own performance self-rating. I have kept it away. And then two days later, I have gone back and looked at that performance rating before I send it to my team leader, of course, and I have rated myself upwards. And when we have the discussion with my team leader, none of the ratings that I have increased after my first estimate have been moved down. A lot of times as women, we put ourselves down. Like I said earlier, There's so many reasons why this could be happening, so many limiting beliefs, so many layers of cultural norms and societal norms that result in us doing this. So I want you to deliberately rate yourself upwards. If at first, you know, your first gut feel of how you have performed, let's say, is at a three out of five, move that rating to four. And trust me, you are going to find reasons why you should be a four when you're having that discussion with your team leader. And you'll be surprised how many times that rating stands and how many times they'll be like, "Okay, yeah, I agree with you. But if you just leave your rating at three, very seldom will someone actually push that rating up unless they are, you know, really your biggest cheerleader and such a big fan of yours. So I want you to start giving yourself a higher rating than your first estimate or gut feel of how well you have done. So I know how scary this can be, but not self-promoting is only going to stop you from getting the visibility that's required for people to see the potential in you. And you are your biggest fan. No matter how many other advocates you can get to talk for you, you are the best person to talk about yourself and to talk about what you are capable of achieving, right? you are the best person to bring that out, and I help my clients break through this because, like I said, there are so many different layers that could be resulting in you feeling uncomfortable to self promote and if you want to get unstuck and you know get to a point where you start to increase your visibility, you start to have a personal brand that resonates to you being a leader. First of all, I want you to know that you're not alone. You do not have to do this alone. And I want to invite you to a complimentary career game plan call. It's free ladies. This is me helping you because that's my mission here is to help as many women elevate their careers and get to a point where they feel that they are being paid their worth and that they are being seen and recognized for their leadership capabilities. So If this has spoken to you, if this resonates with you, but you're just still feeling unstuck and you feel like you need someone else to help you work through this, book your career game plan call with me. It's half an hour. It's super packed and valuable. I make sure that I leave you with very clear action steps and things that you can do to elevate your career, to achieve your goal, to get that next promotion and to feel comfortable getting the spotlight on yourself without feeling inauthentic, right? Because at the end of the day, I want to only help you bring the best out of yourself without feeling like you have to be someone else. So book the game plan call, the link is in my bio, Or just send me a message with the word elevate and then we'll have a chat through that. Ladies, I had so much fun talking to you today and I will see you in next week's show. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Her podcast. If you found this helpful, I would be forever grateful if you left a review of the show right here on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. If you would like more support and inspiration to elevate your career, go ahead and connect with me on LinkedIn at Rebecca. Or if you're an Instagram girl, let's connect over there. See you on the next show.